Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the 12th day of December. Thanks for joining me on the DDP as we journey with Abraham, the 15th chapter of Genesis. We're at the top of this mountain. There's a covenant being cut. God speaking to Abraham tells him he's going to live to a ripe old age, die in peace. I'm not trying to do verse by verse through any of this. We're just doing story by story. We're, we're really just working through Abraham's story and seeing where we land. And if we, if I feel this continuing momentum, we'll move into the next one and the next one and the next one. But I'm not trying to hammer every word, hammer every verse. Uh, and because of that, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the 16th verse. The, God tells Abraham that in the fourth generation they shall return here for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. What I will say is four generations, man, we struggle with the word generations because it means something different in, in so many different cultures. Um, I know in the, in, by the time of Christ in the first century, a generation was falling inside of 40 years. At the time of the Enlightenment in America, a generation was considered just inside 20 years. But there's pretty heavy literature evidence that in the 1,200, 1,500 years before Christ, a generation was sometimes considered 100 years. So it's difficult to really say what the fourth generation means uh, or how long that's to be taken. Uh, so I don't put too much stock in trying to use this as a timing, as a time schedule verse. We were, he already told Abraham that there was going to be 400 years that their, his descendants would serve. So fourth generation might tilt towards that ancient usage of 100 years. Four generations, four times 100, 400. So you have this idea that in 400 years, the your descendants are going to come out. However, time-wise, there's some decent indication that the 400 years is from that moment right there, not 400 years of slavery. When we look back on the incident of Israel in the land of Egypt, we often say Israel were slaves in the land for 400 years. But based upon this conversation in Genesis 15, that might not be the case. It might not be that they were slaves for 400 years. It might be that from the time God gave the covenant to Abraham until the time they came out of Egypt was 400 years. Paul even uses the interesting number 435 years. And so there's this idea that it was a ballpark figure or that generations were a ballpark figure um, throughout the word. All right. That's, that's kind of where I'll leave that. Where I really want to take you today is verse 17. It came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark, but behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between the pieces. And I think that this is the moment. Remember, Abraham's in a deep sleep. He's been seeing God in a vision, but this is the moment where God through two different allegorical images, passes between the pieces on his own so that Abraham will see that he doesn't have to pass between the pieces. Here's a refresher course. The covenant is when you take two parties who are entering into a binding agreement and they kill a sacrificial animal, usually both had provided a sacrifice, 
so that they bring equal parts to the table. They split its body in half, they shed its blood, they walk between the pieces of the animal as a way in, in some respects of participating in that animal's death and swearing an allegiance and an oath to one another that that death should be exacted upon them if they break this covenant. God put Abraham to sleep so Abraham can't pass between the pieces with God because if Abraham passes between the pieces with God, then Abraham's on the hook to keep his end of the covenant. And God hasn't asked anything of Abraham except faith. So God puts Abraham to sleep and then a smoking, and this is verse 17, a smoking oven and a burning torch pass between the pieces, which is odd terminology, a a hot oven and a burning torch, a flame of fire and a shining light pass between the pieces. I think this is God entering into the covenant with Abraham and taking on both ends of the responsibility. And I think the Bible lays these allegorical images out as images of the Father and the Son, that God is the consuming fire. He is a burning furnace. Jesus is the light of the world. He is the bright torch. We don't see Jesus' name in this moment, but we see Jesus in this moment. The fire of God and the light of the world make an agreement and Abraham gets to be the recipient. Paul will take this incident and translate it this way to the Galatians that the promise was made to Abraham's seed not to seeds, because Jesus becomes the fulfillment of that promise, and that if you believe with Abraham, you get to be Abraham's seed, and by doing that, you receive everything that Christ affords. Why? Because Christ passed between the pieces for you and for me. It's the Father and the Son passing between the sacrificial pieces So that's why when Calvary happens, what you could say is when the darkness falls at Calvary, the darkness at Golgotha is a repeat of the Genesis 15 darkness and where God walks between the pieces with himself in in Genesis 15 so that Abraham can receive the inheritance. In the darkness at Calvary, the father and the son walk between the, the pieces themselves so that you get the benefits of the inheritance, so that I get the benefits of the inheritance. It's it's a replay of the Genesis account so that a new generation can receive the end result of the covenant and so that we don't feel as if it's our responsibility to keep covenant. Christ keeps covenant. If Abraham had walked between the pieces... Abraham would have lived with the perpetual responsibility that the covenant was his to keep. Jesus passed between the pieces so that Jesus ever lives to make intercession. He's the covenant keeper on behalf of all of us. And we get to be the recipients of said covenant because we've placed faith in Christ. The great covenantal salvation story is really birthed right here in Genesis 15, 17. This is the moment where we get to see the consuming fire of God and the light of the world as not our enemy, not as something we live up to, but as something that we receive as a gift. 
that God's furnace burns up what doesn't need to exist, that Christ's light shines into our darkness. They do not become in our opposition. They become in our favor. And if we'll embrace them that way, there's great glory and great joy to be had. Uh, we'll, We'll close out. In fact, on the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham and said, to your descendants, I've given this land. And then he names off those descendants. We're going to get into some Hagar and Ishmael, and we've got a lot of New Testament work to tack onto this. We'll start this as we start the new week tomorrow. See you then. Praying you have a great day. God bless.